0: With Reverend Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley.
2: Oh, good morning, everybody. So uh, I'm in London. Still, and actually leaving today for the United States. Uh, and I have workshops this weekend in Maryland and the weekend after that in New York, which I'm very much looking forward to. And right now, what I'm most excited about is uh, we have a guest today, Regina Dawn Nakers. Hey there, Regina.
3: Hello, Jennifer.
2: <laughs> and we're, we're riding the high of uh, the wonderful class in Living a Course in Miracles last week. It was so excellent. And before I go any further in my excitement, I am going to invite us all to turn within. So those of you who are regulars, you know I like to invite everyone to place their hand on their heart. And take that breath of love and gratitude as we consciously give thanks for our precious life. This opportunity to remember the truths and to live our destiny, which is to be our true selves. So we're consciously partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We are awakening together in grace and in gratitude. We are choosing the atonement for ourselves. We're choosing to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 <sighs> so... I told Regina that I I really was excited to have her on the show this week because she's really doing some wonderful work, some things that are very cool, and I would like everybody to know about them because uh, these are things that you can participate in right where you are. And uh, so what I'm referring to is uh, Regina's organization that just launched this year, called Awakening Together. And uh, Regina, why don't you just tell us what the the premise of the organization is, what the purpose of it is.
3: Um, Sure, absolutely. Um, We have a a formal written purpose, which I'll just read first. Um, The purpose statement is, we are an assembly of equals joined in common purpose, awakening to one true self. Within an appearance of many faiths, many cultures, and many symbols, we seek to discern one truth and to rest in its embrace. Um, so, the purpose of awakening together is, um, first of all, to see everyone as the same, to see everyone as equals, no one um, having a position uh, of authority or, especially, a position of intuition. Um, that is more important than somebody else's authority or intuition. Um, and it's also, it's also trusting each other, trusting each other's guidance on their path of awakening, even though, of course, you know, the Course says that our, our paths are going to be highly individualized. And so sometimes someone else's path seems a lot different than ours. Mm-hmm. And of course, what the ego wants to do is judge that, you know, the ego Mm -hmm. wants to say their path is wrong. But awakening together is about respecting each other's path, respecting each one's inner guidance, um, even if it appears different than my own, Uh, supporting their path, um, you know, just out of that trust, just supporting their path, and realizing that we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to awaken to truth or to awaken to um, the one true self. Um, Awakening Together is kind of born out of the Course community. Uh, Everyone that is a part of the organization, uh, that is forming the organization, uh, has studied the Course significantly. Uh, Some of them still consider the Course to be their primary path, but some of them have felt called on um, for them beyond the Course. Uh, You know, some people have been called on to uh look at other paths like advaita vedanta and look at teachers like nisargadatta maharaj or ramana maharshi or robert adams um some maybe are starting to feel pulled into uh a buddhist tradition but what's happening is is they're going into these traditions um what they're seeing is uh you know what they often call the course uh which really is the truth <laughs> the yes truth. The truth came long before the Course, because most of these people came out of the Course. They say, oh, look, the Course. (laughs) But um, the truth, they're seeing the the truth everywhere, and they're they're hearing the truth expressed in many different forms, using many different symbols um, from many different teachers and many different scriptures. And what's happening is it's kind of of helping them to really uh, become aware of the truth at a level that's beyond the words. Sometimes, now this isn't always true, but sometimes if we study just one form, uh, you know, the, the exact symbols of that form become so ingrained in how we see and think that we start to miss what those symbols are trying to point to and we become attached to the symbols themselves. And when we start looking at many, many different apparent paths or many, many different apparent symbols, and yet we still keep seeing the same thing, what happens for some people is they start to really get a, a true understanding that's beyond the words, and they're no longer attached to specific symbols. They can speak in many different symbols, but they, they have a, an understanding that's way beyond any symbol or any word. So that's really what's happening with Awakening Together. It's, um, it's allowing people the freedom to follow their own intuition about what this path is supposed to be for them, um, and yet always, you know, one thing we do in Awakening Together is we always continually reinforce what I have, what I call true discernment. But we're always continually reinforcing that consistent truth that shows up everywhere, and we don't get caught up in uh, the details that differ between the theologies. We focus on that consistency that's that's within every single one of them.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is so valuable, and I don't know if you know this uh, or you know much about my background, Regina, but I, I started in Unity. So I started studying New Thought Teachings with Eric Butterworth in New York, uh Unity Church. And then I when I moved to LA, I started attending services at the Agape International Spiritual Center founded by Michael Beckwith, which is a science of mind or was then a science of mind church. And uh the science of mind then became uh Centers for Spiritual Living. So the United Church of Religious Science, became, which was Science of Mind Teachings, became um, the Centers for Spiritual Living. And that was my background before I came to A Course in Miracles. So when I got to A Course in Miracles, it made perfect sense to me. And uh, people often tell me they really appreciate that I can help explain the course to science of minders and vice versa. And one of my favorite teachers is Joel Goldsmith, who is a Christian scientist. And so I think bringing all of these together and being a really transdenominational organization is so exciting. And you're offering a ministerial program, too, or... Right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. In fact, right now I'm still developing the ministerial program that it will be offered to the public starting early next year. I keep feeling the prompt to say February, although I haven't picked a date, but I keep feeling that prompt so <laughs> every time I talk about it. So probably February. Uh-huh. Um right now I have um 10 people going through it as a as a test. You know, I always like I was a professional course writer and trainer before I got on the spiritual path. So um, one thing I always like to do is validate a course when I write it, just to make sure it is received and understood in the way it was intended. You know, and and the course does have tests, and you know, make sure that the tests are valid tests that they test, what they're in, intended to test. So right now, the validation process for the ministerial preparation program is happening, um, but the program will begin to be offered to the well, I say the general public. People do need to be a member of Awakening Together, but anybody that wants to can become a member. Um, but it will be offered to members um, starting in February, I guess. So, and it's a it's a wonderful curriculum. It's a curriculum that we start off with a, a 12-week course called True Discernment, where we teach those consistent that consistent truth without any theology whatsoever. And then after that, we spend a year going into many different theologies one at a time, um, and we keep finding it over and over and over again. So we just notice how they talk about it, um, you know what languages they use, what symbols they use, but we keep noticing the same thing showing up over and over. We'll, we'll look at the Bhagavad Gita, um, we'll look at Buddhism, we'll look at Taoism, um, uh, it's hard for me to say, I don't have the whole list in front of me right now, we'll look at Nizargadatta Maharaj, Ramana Maharshi, Kabbalah, uh sufism we'll look at a course in miracles um you know so just several different theologies that are all pointing in the same direction and we'll notice how that is exactly what's happening
2: so how long is the program altogether? together do you think
3: it's about 18, you know? months, 18 uh-huh.
2: months yeah nice so when people graduate from this program they're a licensed minister
3: Yeah, well, there'll be uh, an ordained minister, which is actually uh, uh, more recognized than a licensed minister. A licensed minister is a minister within a specific church and can um, perform duties within that church, but a licensed minister is not necessarily recognized in all states to be able to perform weddings or something. When you're an ordained minister, uh, when you meet the requirements of ordination, then you're legally recognized by the states as well. And in fact, our each state has different laws for what makes you ordained, uh, mm-hmm. but we are developing our course so that it meets the most stringent laws in the country, which means it will pass the the, t- the test of all 50 states. So when someone graduates from our course, they will meet the requirements of an ordained minister in all 50 states.
1: Hmm.
2: Very nice. Well, I'm a, a science of mind well i'm an agape minister that that's where my license comes from and uh, here's a question for you i've I've had some conversation with uh, different folks about this um, the title reverend yeah. uh, in, initially, I was encouraged to use that title. And I did use it for several years, and I started a spiritual community where I was the um, spiritual leader of the community, and everybody called me reverend. And then I, after, after really giving it a go for several years, I decided it gave me a sense of feeling some kind of separation having that title. I don't mind having the title but using it in terms of people saying Reverend Jennifer, Reverend Hadley it, it it seemed superfluous. It did seem somehow to get in the way. What What do you think about using that title?
3: Yeah, I don't personally use the title. Um, I, I got my original ordination from Community Miracle Center and uh, Tony Ponticello, who is the the leader of that, he definitely calls me Rev Reverend Regina or Rev Gina because you know he gave me the ordination. But and I don't think I'll ever change him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I I personally uh, do not use the title, nor have I ever encouraged anyone to to call me that. It's, you know, I'm just Regina. So um, I, I don't in any way. The only way that I really um, use the title is if I do marry someone, you know, like signing the marriage certificate or those those types of formal documents where it's appropriate. But other than that, I don't use it.
2: And what is the reason for that?
3: I don't know. I I don't have a real reason. It just never felt appropriate. I never, you know, it's funny. I never planned to be a minister. Uh, Mm -hmm. it, It was never anything that I even thought about. And the way this happened for me was I was sitting back one evening in December a few years ago, and Tony Panacello sent out an email to, you know, thousands of people. I happened to be one of them, announcing his ordination program and inviting people to become a minister. And as soon as I opened the email, I heard within me a yes. But I wasn't at all, like personally, I wasn't at all interested. And so instead of uh, following that guidance fully and just saying yes, I wrote to Tony and said, Can you send me more information? And I went to bed shortly after that before I received his answer and I woke up the next morning and as soon as I woke up, you know, before the thinking mind really even knew what was going on, the memory of that email came into my mind and I heard the yes again. And that's when I realized, Oh, this is guidance, I don't have a choice here <laughs> There's no no reason to think about what I want to do. So So I so I went through his program was a two year program. I went through that two-year program, um, and in the last two weeks of the program, that's when the guidance started coming to start Awakening Together. So I didn't even know until that program was nearly complete what I was going to be doing with my ordination. I didn't know I was going to be starting an organization. I had no personal plans. You know, it's just kind of something that unfolds, and the guidance that I need comes when I need it, and it doesn't come in advance. So
2: I know what you mean. <laughs> a healed mind does not plan yeah yeah. so how, if someone for instance is not interested in becoming a minister but they're interested in what you're doing and in participating and taking classes can they do that? yeah
3: absolutely uh, we're, we will allow anyone to take anyone who is a member again people have to become a member of Awakening Together but there's you know that's an easy thing to do but uh, any member can take classes from our ministerial program even if they don't want to be uh, a ministry if the classes just sound interesting to them or they feel there's
2: something useful um, they can take the class so that's not a problem and where do people go to see what the curriculum is well the curriculum isn't posted yet we're still building things right. we have
3: a we have Beta testing websites. yeah we have two websites one is our Uh, public website, and then the other one is our members-only website, and it will be on the members-only website, which is still being built. Um, But what people can do to get a feel for what Awakening Together is all about is they can go to our public website, which is awakening-together.org. And, um, you know, there are there are some things that are going on about Awakening Together that's really exciting, especially for people who, you know, a lot of people feel like um, they don't have a spiritual community. You know, they live in a town where there aren't a lot of like-minded people, and sometimes people just feel isolated. And Awakening Together is an online assembly. Uh, we have an online room that we meet in, and in fact, that online room is open almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week people from all over the world come in there. And um, we have different teachers that come in there, people teaching the course, people teaching Way of Mastery, people teaching, you know, Robert Adams, you know, just, you know, just all kinds of like-minded um, teachings are occurring in that room. Uh, plus, we have a Sunday morning service that happens no. in that room. call it a gathering. It happens at 1030 Eastern Time. And we have open spots available if there are people who would like to do like-minded teaching they can become one of the teachers in that room they don't even have to be a member of awakening together and what happens is it creates a strong sense of like-minded community uh, even though people may feel they're in a location where there isn't a like-minded community
2: that's what i love and that's what we'll talk about when we come back from the break i'm jennifer hadley and my guest today is regina dawn acres you're listening to a course in miracles where we're living the laugh, we're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio, and we'll be right back.
4: To help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives.
0: My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit.
4: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
2: we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley and my guest today is Regina Dawn Akers and we're talking about Awakening Together, the new organization just starting this year that uh, you, you I don't hear you using the word transdenominational, but that's what it sounds like to me.
3: I never heard that word before but when you, you when you used it I liked it very much.
2: <laughs> yeah, th- that's what they said at Agape transdenominational and it is my favorite way to describe uh, and that's the what, what I called the community that I was the um, spiritual leader of and co-founder of in Los Angeles called Project Service LA and uh, we called ourselves transdenominational as well and we're transcending denomination. Yes, that's that's exactly what it is, transcending denomination. And you have Sunday services. Yes, we do. Yeah, t- tell us about that because uh, people, uh, I really think people would like to know because Unity Online Radio has a global audience. I'm, right now, I'm in London and it's 10 o'clock at night and, uh, well, we're pre-recording this because I'm going to be on the plane tomorrow. But, um, uh, here in, in London and in the UK, people let me know that that's one of the ways that they found me was through the Unity Online Radio, which surprises me because Unity is not even – they don't even really have Unity Churches much here in Europe at all. But uh, the Unity Radio is, uh, I guess, fairly well-known and because uh, people are hungry for the New Thought teachings here in Europe, and they can watch your Sunday morning services. Yeah, absolutely. Um
3: our Sunday morning service begins at 10:15 New York City time, uh which is a I don't remember what time that is in Europe, but it's it would be Sunday afternoon sometime, you know, depending on where a person is in Europe. And um you know, we have a a certain program that we follow every Sunday. It's an hour and 15 minutes long. Now, what we do is um because we're an assembly of equals, we don't put just one minister always leading on Sunday. We rotate our ministers, and as we get more ministers, there will be even more in the rotation. So there's a different minister every week. Um, we always begin our service with just, you know, a minister's welcome, and then we have a couple minutes where people can greet one another, because we are on an online, an online interactive room. So, you know, people can say hello to each other in the room, just like in a, in a physical building, people might shake hands or hug, depending on the church. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have a period of announcements, you know, like most churches do, and then an opening song, a prayer, and then, um, then we get into the meat of the gathering. Every week a different member does an inspirational reading that's agreed to with the minister, um, and that reading can come from a variety of different written sources. And then the minister does a, a teaching, usually inspired by the reading. And that is followed by about five minutes of open meditation or contemplation on both the reading and the teaching. And then we open up the mic and uh, everyone in the room who wants to is allowed to share their thoughts or what came to them um, as a result of today's reading and um, meditation. So it's it's a very interactive process. You know, we're in a room where people can raise their hand and the minister can turn the microphone over to them so the the audience from all over the world can actually participate in the service. And then there's just a, a gratitude and a closing song, and that's our hour and 15-minute service. And um, people can join us in our online gathering room, or they can listen to us on our Internet radio. We have both, but we really love it when people come into the room because if you're listening on the radio, you don't get to participate in the the greeting one another at the beginning and you don't get to participate in sharing your thoughts during the open sharing after the meditation. Or if you're in the room, uh, you can participate and be a part of the service, and we really encourage that.
2: And and so how long have you been doing this now?
3: Our very first service was July 27th of this
2: year. Uh Ah, and how do you feel it's going so far? It's going great. We, uh, you know, we're brand
3: new, and we already yeah. have, last time I looked, we have 168 members, which I don't think is bad.
1: We oh, haven't that's even, good. Our, door,
3: our virtual doors haven't even been open three months yet. Um, we have 168 members, and people seem to be really excited about it. We have several other things that are going on. We post a, a, a daily contemplation, a daily quote every day for contemplation early in the morning. It posts it like, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. So it's up very early. So usually whenever people wake up, it's already there and waiting for them. And we encourage people to contemplate that daily quote. And then every evening at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, seven nights a week, we gather together in our room and people share what came to them through the contemplation of that quote. And that's really exciting because we're all contemplating the same thing together during the day and then we share on it at night. Uh, we also have a weekly prayer circle on uh, Tuesday mornings at 8.30 Eastern Time. People can send prayer requests to me. They can submit prayer requests. And then I read those par- prayer requests. Each prayer request is followed by a bit of silence. And um, you know we do that every Tuesday morning. Um, so there's just lots of different things that go on in our room. It's really a, a very, very active virtual place. And like I said, it gives people a strong sense of belonging and community uh, in a community that's really healthy and dedicated to help people on this path and support them on their path of awakening.
2: I, I just think it's fabulous. I, I think more and more things like this are so helpful because... I've talked to many people throughout the world, the United States, Canada, and Europe, even Mexico, who they're hungry and thirsty for spiritual community. They're not finding huge amounts of like-minded people or organizations and gatherings. And so they're looking for things online, and this is perfect. And one one thing I just want to let everybody know again that the website is awakening-together dot org, awakening-together dot org, and the services that Regina is talking about ten fifteen Eastern that's uh, seven fifteen Pacific on Sunday mornings live, and then it's uh, three fifteen in the UK. Uh, 3.15 in the afternoon, yeah. So um people can listen live. And you've got a growing Facebook group, and it's very easy. It's just Awakening Dash Together at Facebook, and anyone can easily join that group, and then you can, or like that page, and then you can see right there on the page, are posted the links to listen to some of these Sunday services and including um uh last week's and you can uh just get, go right there and easily access the download and also you'll see the quote for the day that Regina's talking about as well. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah and we think we have over 800 people that have liked that particular page so
2: yeah. yeah. And, uh, there's so many wonderful resources. People, uh, I, I, if you are not familiar with Regina's teaching and her offerings, uh, she has two books, uh, Oh, no, I think you've got more than two books, but... <laughs> I, have, I have two that are sold in the traditional
3: way. And my third book, I just give it away for free online. So
2: <laughs> Okay. So there's the Holy Ter- Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament and then the teachings of Inner Ramana.
3: Yes, and then if you go to um, either AwakeningTogether.org or com, you'll find... That I that there are free eBooks available, and one of those free eBooks is called Thoughts of Awakening, and that's my third book.
2: Hmm. I I Regina, I, I so appreciate your clarity, and when uh, you speak and when you teach, in many ways, I I feel validated because I feel that although my experiences have been different from yours. I feel that there's been a similar kind of a journey where we we both kind of went kicking and screaming to some degree. And uh, I think we both had uh, tremendous doubt uh, about whether or not we could actually do what we are doing, uh, which is waking up. And uh, doubted our ability to to really do it, and yet we kept going and developing strong determination to keep going. and uh, went through periods where it was uh, like having our skin peeled off <laughs> and and uh, just excruciating experience of undoing the ego until it got easier and easier. And then it started to become a joy and a delight. <laughs> oh, and I think it's important to talk about that. It really, really is. In your quote book, uh, is there any sense of your personal journey in there? Because I haven't seen that book.
3: Yeah, well, you know, uh, there probably is. There aren't. There aren't stories in that way, but... What happened for me, there was a period of time, this is when I was writing the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament, and for people who don't know, that's what some people would call a channeled work, although I don't really use that word myself, but it, it was that experience of me hearing an inner dictation and just writing the book. It wasn't like I wrote the book. I wrote it down. And during, mm-hmm. the, during the period of time when that book was coming, you know, in the morning time, when I was in my contemplation and receiving that book and contemplating what I received, you know, I, I really felt um, in my right mind. But then what would happen in the afternoon when I got up and went about the day, the wrong mind would come back in a very strong way. And mm. the split, the, the contrast between the morning and then the afternoon and evening uh, was causing me a lot of suffering. And so I asked for help. And when I asked for help, what started coming is what I originally called a single quiet thought. Uh, <clears throat> just one little thought would come every morning uh, for me to contemplate throughout the day. <clears throat> and what I would do is I would um, write that thought down and literally carry it in my back pocket. And whenever I noticed that my mind was returning to the wrong mind and I was starting to worry about this or judge that, I would just pull the, that thought out, I would just take a deep breath, and I would read that thought to myself. Um, and those thoughts continued to come uh, until, until there were 365 of them. And there's absolutely a progression because these were thoughts that I was spending you know, uh, an entire day with at the very least. Although those 365 thoughts, they didn't actually come that quickly. They came over five years. So some of the thoughts I was with for several days or several weeks. And so I really took the thoughts in very deeply and really learned from them what the thoughts had to teach. And so the next thought then was like a next step. Each of the 365 thoughts is like a next step on a journey. So it's it's definitely um, a progression. And, you know, the the last thought is much further down the road than the first thought. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. I love the essence of that story, which is this daily practice and the commitment to it, the willingness. And I think this is one of the things that you consistently share with people is that it's it's a constant working with your mind. And retraining the mind, and a willingness to keep going and keep going, and uh, one of the the biggest challenges that we all have is that being consistent.
3: Right, and that's why one of the things I did with Awakening Together was start this daily quote process. You know, at mm-hmm. first started the daily quote. And then there was this feeling, maybe even more than a feeling, because I could see it on Facebook of, you know, people write, oh, that's nice, you know, oh, I like that. And I could tell that they were quickly reading the quotes and liking them, but then going on, and that nobody was really taking the quote in very deeply. And mm-hmm. so that's I started the nightly meetings at, at, 10, at 10 p.m. Eastern time, um, where after you've contemplated the quote throughout the day, you come in at night and you share and the fact that people know that they have the opportunity to share—that's at least encouraging, encouraging some people to spend more time with the quote. Um, and of course, that's where the benefit comes from because the quotes, the quotes are just little seeds. And you know, to see to see a quote and say, "Oh, that's really nice. I like that," and then go right on, uh, you miss what that seed is offering. But whenever whenever we receive, whenever we see anything that inspires us in any book that we read or any quote if we spend time in contemplation with that which inspires us, the inspiration is just an invitation to go deeper. And as we go deeper, our own clarity arises within us, something that is really transcendent of the quote itself. Some Mm -hmm. very uh, deep meaning, maybe very personal regarding what's happening in our life now. In fact, you mentioned Joe Goldsmith earlier. This was how his awakening occurred. He contemplated the Bible. Um, he didn't just read it; he deeply contemplated parts of it that really inspired him. So, you know, contemplation is something that I highly encourage because then this is how people get in touch with their own inner wisdom.
2: Yes, I, I so concur. For me, uh, the the huge breakthroughs in my uh, my mind opening up came through contemplation. I would read parts of A Course in Miracles or Joel Goldsmith and other teachers, and then it was in allowing my mind to just receive more insight, like a flower opening up in your yes. mind.
3: Yes. yeah. In fact, there's uh, one person that I'm reading right now is a man named William Samuel, and and he also encourages contemplation. This is also how his awakening came about but he talks about when he was first starting out and he went to some teacher in China and they gave him a quote and they said, here, contemplate this and then tell us what it means. And he looked at it and thought about it for you know a second or two <laughs> and said, so, well, here's what it means. They said, and they said, no, 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 contemplate it for 28 days and then tell us what it means. So they had him stay with one short quote for 28 days. And he said, you know, just... So much came out of just one quote by just staying with it and then going into whatever, you know, whatever would come. He would go deeper into what came and deeper into that and deeper into that and just, you know, it just kept flowering and flowering and flowering. Um, so, you know, the, the us Westerners, we're so into learning, you know, that we read something and we think we need to learn it or we read something and we quickly agree and move on, but we really need to... Um, relearn the art of contemplation even if we read a sentence and we think oh i know what that means um, it's worth contemplating anyway because there can be hidden meanings in it that are not revealed until we spend time with it
2: ah uh, so true it's time for us to take a break and uh i i want to follow up on this when we come back from the break if you just turn, tuned in, I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're here today with Regina Dawn Acres as my guest. Uh, do you call yourself the founder or founding leader of Awakening Together?
3: My, well, my my business title is President Minister.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: So of Awakening Together.
2: <laughs> you can go look on the break at awakening-together.org. And you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we're living the love and we're walking the talk. And we'll be right back.
0: We're back. I'm
2: Jennifer Hadley, and my guest this week is Regina Dawn Akers of Awakening Together, and that's what we're talking about, Awakening Together, a trans-denominational spiritual community offering classes and a ministerial program and Sunday services online, a very dynamic spiritual community for people who are... Really, truly interested in the truth and who are interested in, in studying many different traditions and how the truth underlies all of them. And welcome back, Regina. And I want to ask you uh, to, to share about something that I think is... So common and overlooked, and you started to talk about it before we went to break. And it's that thing that spiritual students and seekers do, and I used to do this myself, where we'll be talking about or studying spiritual truth, uh, spiritual teaching, and where the the mind says, "I know that." Yeah. Like like for years as a science of mind practitioner, a student and then a ministerial student, we would be talking about the law of cause and effect and I would say I understand it. I know the law of cause and effect. I teach the law of cause and effect. I get the law of cause and effect and yet I still give myself permission to blame other people for my problems. So Uh, You know, ultimately, I was so intent on really living the truth and knowing the truth that I had the realization that even though I thought I knew the truth, until I was willing to live it, I didn't know it.
3: Yeah, well, in fact, I mentioned to you earlier in the hour that um, I used to be a professional course writer and trainer in the business world, and that was our definition of learning we would say learning had not occurred unless behavior
2: changed. Mm. And that's a, that's a thing that so many people do and they don't realize that they do it. Because if we know a spiritual teaching but we're not living it, in, if we're not living in accordance with it. We really don't know it because when you know that all thought produces form, that's the law of cause and effect. All thought produces form at some level. Then you, if you know that, then you also know you cannot blame anyone for anything in your life. Right. And you don't.
3: You don't. And
2: you don't.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, In fact, you know, I have a, a rule that I live by and I live by it honestly 100% consistently and I have for years and that rule is if I'm upset about anything it's because of something in my own mind that needs to be seen. Mm -hmm. Never, no matter what it is and no matter how many people would agree that it's something outside of me I don't accept that at all. I always look within to see what is occurring right here that is causing the upset and I know uh fully that a a fully healed mind is upset by nothing
2: now it, let, let i I'm so glad you're bringing this up so let's let's talk about this a little bit because I think this can really be helpful to people so let's say it seems like you're upset because well maybe you have an example from your life recently
3: uh let's see um uh, <laughs> well, the only example I have from my life is the one that I had mentioned to you in our other program last week mm-hmm. when I mentioned that I did get into some financial fear this year um, because my my salary was cut in half and my roommate who also pays rent was appearing to move out and I could see suddenly I was going to have you know, significantly less money than I had and not only than I had but then appeared to be needed to just pay the day-to-day bills. And, um, and I started letting that worry into my mind. Um, and so, you know, the apparent cause is, well, salary cut in half, roommate right. moving out. You know, there's where the suffering is coming from. But that's, that's not true. The suffering came from the fact that I let that idea in my mind that something bad was going to happen. You know, that's, you know, that's really what had something bad is going to happen. And, you know, there's not going to be enough money to pay the bills and, and something bad is going to happen. And that's what caused the upset. And when I awoke to that, I let go of that thinking completely. Um, and when I let go of that thinking completely, I then began to live normally again. So, you know, like maybe some things I had been putting off because I thought I couldn't afford them, even though they needed to be done like my carpet being cleaned, uh, going into the doctor for a checkup. I resumed those normal behaviors, which I would have done if I had felt there was money. Um, I resumed those normal behaviors. And uh, and what began to happen is within a few weeks after me resuming these normal behaviors, um, my roommate said she decided not to leave. <laughs> and then <laughs> a few weeks after that... Um, my boyfriend said he's he's decided to, you know, he spends weekends here. He lives here on weekends. He's decided to also start contributing to the household since he is here on weekends. So, you know, and now I'm looking and there isn't, there you know, I, I never did not have money and there's no reason to think I won't. The only thing that caused me to suffering was letting that thought into my mind for a temporary period of time.
2: So that said, you... It's so tempting to say, but look, this this is a fact. This is a fact. My salary's been cut in half. And this is one of the things that's so challenged for many of us to get is these are the facts. The facts are what are upsetting, but it's never the case. It's never the case. It's never the case. So explain more about what is the cause of the upset. Well,
3: the cause of the upset, you know, the cause of the upset was, The fear that for the first time ever, I was not going to be able to pay my bills. And then what's really underneath that is the fear of being some kind of a loser or failure or unworthy. It was really unworthiness that was underneath that belief and lack.
2: Right, because even if you're as you've you've now know, even if your salary is cut in half, it doesn't mean you won't be able to pay your bills. It does not mean you will not be provided for.
3: Well, not only that, with the right mind, you know, with a completely right mind, you know, there's the realization of even if something happens where I cannot continue to pay the bills in this house in this environment, then maybe that's just the universe telling me it's time to move on. It's right. Time- You know, so, you know, it's such a personal interpretation. You know, the truth is nothing is ever really wrong. And with the right mind, you see that all is well and all is perfect. It's only with the wrong mind that things appear wrong. And so whenever we're suffering and things appear wrong, it is because we're in the wrong mind and there's something in our mind. Um, Whenever you speak to a person who is what we call enlightened, you know, someone who has a, a, a clarity all of the time, they are always okay with what is they don 't need things to be a certain way in order to be okay, uh, so that idea that we need things to be a certain way to be okay that 's just from our our wrong mind and our our uh, ego interpretation
2: yes, yes, so, so the, whenever we say we know a spiritual teaching but we're not living it, we're going to have lots of upset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that upset is going to help us point to the truth and really living it. So that's the good news. Uh, everything works together for our good. Well, th- we're, we're at time here, and I can't believe how fast it goes. I want to remind everybody that the website is awakening Dash together.org you can go and check out the Sunday services and all the other things there you can learn about membership and become a member you can take classes there's a ministerial program so many resources coming forth there and you can join the Facebook group Awakening Dash, together as well and uh, just before we close out I want to also just thank you again Regina for last week's class at com was such a great class, so inspiring, so clear, so helpful. Many people have let me know that. And if you miss the class, the free class is over, but you can um, purchase that class and there Regina has so many offerings so I really encourage you uh, if you're listening now to check it out and it's time for us to pray so I'm going to invite everyone to place their hand on their heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me as we give thanks we give thanks for the life of Regina Don Anchors we give thanks for the truth we give thanks that we can gather together And know the truth together. How wonderful it is to share the benefits of our awakening together with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Regina.
3: Thank you, Jennifer.
2: See you soon. (laughs) Yep. Love you, everybody. Have a great week. I'll be back I've got I'll be in Maryland this weekend if you can join me all the details at jenniferhadley.com on the events page.
0: Bye. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way.
4: Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Only takes a moment Take a moment now To reflect on these words From Reverend Joan Gattuso According to an ancient Hindu teaching If you can only speak the truth And tell no lies Either minuscule or outrageous For twelve consecutive years You can attain enlightenment A noble being will always tell the truth Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened.
4: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.